1: a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? If I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> me, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We have another fantastic episode for you. As a matter of fact, it's episode 700.
3: Woo. Oh my God, we're in the 700 Club with
2: Pat Robertson. Oh God, why am I not dead yet? alive? Oh, please, oh my please kill me now, God. Ugh. That's my impression of Pat <laughs> Robertson. <laughs> More proof uh, that
3: God is not real. Hello. I know, Norm <laughs>
2: McDonald dead. Bob Saget, dead. Pat Robertson, still alive and literally <laughs> only able to kick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have some fun policy to talk about a little bit later on in this episode. In Canada, as a matter of fact, Canada did something good, specifically in Quebec. I'll tell you guys about that. Also, military, oh my goodness, WW3. If anyone was watching uh, media and all types of media yesterday, you would have seen a Russian fighter pilot. Hitting a U.S. drone. Is this the beginning of activities that are required in order to bring the United States Mm. further into the war in Ukraine? And, of course, we'll also do a smattering of other fun, interesting (laughs) political stories about the politicians that are running and ruining our lives. So let's start right there with a dude named representative andy ogle Hmm. you guys hear about andy ogle
3: uh no i know there's a fellow named andy used to do the graphics for your fantastic documentary hail yourself america but this guy sounds like a bigger asshole
2: he is an asshole. As a matter of fact, there was a GoFundMe. It was in 2014. Now, for the most part, GoFundMe's are there if you created a product and you don't know how to bring it to market, but you want it, you have proof of concept and you say, mm. Oh, I love that. I don't know, self drying toilet paper. So you can reuse <laughs> okay. it and reuse it and reuse it again. In this case, money was being raised for a kid's burial. So there was a child's burial garden. Very nice way to remember a child. As a matter of fact, I say this, and I mean it, when I die. First of all, uh, smoke me up. Roll me up and smoke me when I die, (laughs) according to Willie Nelson. Also, make me a tree. I want to be a plum tree. Yeah, I I like that. Why not? So this kid, they had a memorial garden for him, a burial garden. Tennessee lawmaker is now facing questions as to what happened to the $25,000 from the GoFundMe he created for a burial garden. Now, the one thing about taking money from a GoFundMe for a tangible project is at some point people are going to say, where's the garden, Ogle? Mm. (laughs) And then he needs to say, oh, well, it's either right there Uh or follow up with, I never actually made it. Here's all your money back.
4: Nashville's
2: (laughs) WTVF reports that Republican representative Andy Ogle first implored people to donate to his GoFundMe two days after he said he lost a child. The outlet uh, discussed how Ogles used photos of his stillborn baby on the fundraiser site writing that he was raising money for a burial garden to, quote, include a life-size statue of Jesus watching over the children and benches for families to sit while surrounded by flowers. Uh, oh Again, Lord. neither the statue of Jesus himself nor the benches nor the garden were ever made. Hmm. The GoFundMe received nearly $25,000 Uh, The outlet checked with the cemetery where the Ogle's son is buried. They did not find a burial garden, benches, nor the statue of Jesus. So many people are asking Ogle, Where the hell is the money, Lebowski? Mm. Ogle said that none of the funds have been spent. Again, this was in 2014. So let's just say his kid would almost be in middle school if they were still alive. This is what he said. He says, what we found out over the past year as we've been going through this process is that burials are heavily regulated. So he's blaming regulations for the fact that he can't grow a garden to honor his son he says but according to reports there is no evidence that any government regulation would have prevented the purchase of several cemetery plots for burying children why do these people exist Mm. How could anybody do this? We talked about this on episodes before. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get some information wrong. Maybe you would disagree with an opinion. But to just outright blatantly lie and grift and bilk people for 25 k and using your stillborn kid Oof. as the motivator to do it, these people are scoundrels.
3: Yeah. I mean, we obviously opened this show talking about Pat Robertson, but this is a whole new level of grifting in the name of Jesus. It is. And your dead child, Andy Ogle, I mean, he's he's getting out ahead of George
4: Santos on this oh.
3: one. <laughs> Good grief.
4: So it, it, even if Andrew and it's Andrew and Monica Ogles. So even if both of them had not, you, okay, basically it's been 10 years. You've been holding on to $20,000 yep. for almost, tw- tw-
2: yeah. Well, the money's gone. Yeah. So let's not even pretend as if they're holding, they went on a vacation, they went on a carnival cruise, maybe they went on the impractical jokers cruise, and (laughs) Joe Gatto played some jokes on
4: them. And that's what I was going to say, even if you hadn't have spent the money, sitting on $24,000 for 10 years is Mm -hmm. just stupid. It's just oh, stupid.
2: It's family oh, values.
3: Yeah, and what did they do with the stillborn baby?
2: They took a bunch of pictures of it, like it was 1812, oh. and then they promoted it to make 25k off of it, and then the baby didn't even get a garden.
3: Where? Where's the baby? That's what it, Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's
2: <laughs> the baby, Lebowski? So the Ogles, again, you can't make this stuff up. Ogle also claimed to be a trained police officer an international sex crimes expert. The only thing I could think in that is that he's participated in sex crimes. Mm. The outlet also reports that the Ogles, quote, lost that position two years later for not meeting minimum standards, making no progress in field training and failure to attend required meetings. Uh, He also, again, this is also on the heels of the uh, George Santos scam, where he scammed the uh, Navy veteran out of $3,000 because <laughs> right. it was meant to go to his service dog that was ailing and sick. So, Good again, grief. why don't people trust the politicians in your life? Yeah. Speaking of politicians, I'm sorry, uh, Travis?
3: I would just say at least Rick Santorum and his wife snuggled with their
2: stillborn baby, <laughs> oh, you know, oh for God. like a weekend. Remember yeah, that horrific right. story? Like, <laughs> that will- was so weird, bro. Rick Santorum. Oh, for those that don't remember that story, that was so they kept it in a shoebox, bro.
3: Yeah, uh, and they like and they like snuggled with it in their bed for like a weekend before they,
2: I assume, buried it. Well, I don't know all, what
3: Ogle did with his.
2: He didn't make a field of roses out of it. That was also the case with Rick Santorum. And to be fair, in this scenario, you birthed it you can take it home (laughs) right but they weren't supposed to be able to take the stillborn home from the hospital but then the hospital was like yeah you got a Folgers can or something and then they did but it was a little controversial and again to be honest I am of the mind where if I go in the hospital they cut off a limb I'm taking my limb with me it's my limb evidently they're like no it's body and you can't like do it for medical reasons or for health code reasons but Come
4: on, man. I worked at Wendy's. I don't want to pull away too much. But Travis, did you keep your teeth that they pulled out?
3: Oh, I don't know what they did with my teeth. I hope I didn't get a hold of my teeth and (laughs) start a GoFundMe to bury my teeth. Get a teeth tree out of this thing. Start
2: seeing homeless people with your wisdom teeth.
3: Hey, sir, those
2: are my teeth.
3: (laughs) He saw you. I paid good money for these teeth. Uh, It reminds me of my favorite monument at Gettysburg. It's just it's a monument to a guy's leg. It was like some general. He lost his leg at Gettysburg and he was like, yeah, go ahead. And just bury my leg. And he, you know, he didn't start to go me at that point. They were just like plopping in the ground. It's fine.
4: And, uh, and that's, grief. And that's the point. You know, everybody grieves differently. Sure. But mm-hmm. what we're. one our, thing that, Yeah, go yeah, on. But our issue is when I grieve, I don't ask for twenty four thousand dollars and then bail for ten years. Well, that go. Go. is it. You, is you, is, it, you properly yes.
3: grieve. You don't grift. There's grieving yes. and there's grifting. They're different. Somebody tell
2: Ogle. So, Ogle, where's the $25,000? Or you better start planting a a bunch of dandelions (laughs) in honor of your son, who
0: maybe was named Daniel. Who knows?
2: Ophthalmologist
0: Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com metaverseimpact. Is
1: America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president?
2: Marianne Williamson, we've been discussing her a little bit. Obviously, she's hit the ground running for her presidential campaign. Uh, she, has currently, she is currently coming under a little bit of heat. Ooh. As I've said before on this show, maybe we need a little bit of love. Maybe we need a little bit of, 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 of lucky rocks, mm, of crystals. gems, crystals, mm. all the things Sedona, Arizona can provide. <laughs> But perhaps Marianne Williamson isn't as nice as she pretends to be. Two staffers have come out and said working for Marianne Williamson was an absolute nightmare. Oh, they no. interv- There were 12 people interviewed who worked for Williamson during her 2020 presidential campaign. And they paint a picture of a boss who was emotionally and verbally abusive. Marianne, say it ain't so. No. The people interviewed said, oh, she says one thing on air, but off air. When the cameras aren't running, she's unpredictable. Oh, and no. she's ex- and she has explosive episodes of anger. What? Now, I know it's a little bit of a shock, but let's be honest. Okay. You got to yin-yang the piece with a little bit of rage. That's what I was going to mm. say. And so I can see you can only be so calm on camera but inside there's a demon in all of us Mm -hmm. and um, (laughs) the wolf. We've all seen the, there's a wolf alone in the woods, uh, probably (laughs) masturbating along with that bear from Conan (laughs) O'Brien. So to let off a little stress, apparently she would demean her staff. She was cruel. One staffer said it would be foaming, spitting uncontrollable rage. Coming from Mary Ann Williamson. Another staffer said it was traumatic, and the experience in the end was terrifying. Are they being dramatic? Or Mm. is Mary Ann Williamson truly capable of being terrifying? As a horror fan, I think terrifier. I think, oh, scary clowns cutting people in half. (laughs) Mary Ann Williamson, I just can't see the horror that she could provide or instill in the mind and soul of a staffer, but uh, perhaps that's part of her uh, ability to uh, to get over on us. Sure, I mean maybe these staffers need their chakras
3: realigned, dude. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're putting the crystals on your chakras wrong. But also, just if I'm going to put on my communications director for Marianne Williamson's campaign, 2024 hat. I would just say that, of course, this is the scandal for Marianne Williamson. She seems so nice. She talks about positive <laughs> vibes, taking on the dark energy, and then it turns out she's mean to a couple of people. That's well, your scandal with her. Meanwhile, Mr. Ogle, we don't know where the baby is. We, we don't know where the money is. Well, Did he give again, the baby to Willie Nelson? I got to know.
2: The baby was uh, I got eaten for dinner. We just don't know. <laughs> Marianne Williamson, though, I will say, if a man... I'm just going to pull that card. I'm going to pull the card. Oh,
4: I love this. Because wouldn't it just
2: be a strong man who's in charge? Because some of the complaints are uh, that she was screaming so, well, no, this is just bad, no matter if you're male or female, to be honest. She threw a phone at a staffer.
4: Oh, (laughs) that's
2: bad. And then three former staffers said her outbursts were so loud that they went at to a, on at least four occasions to the hotel staff and asked them to knock on the door and check on the situation. Ooh, in one instance, Williamson got so angry with her logistics team over the campaign trip, over a campaign trip in South Carolina, and she thought it was poorly planned. And I'm going to tell one thing to Marianne. It was your entire campaign was poorly planned. I didn't know you were taking it so seriously. Wow. Travis, you've worked on many campaigns. Mm-hmm. The, can you imagine the logistics team for Marianne Williamson? I can't, you know, she's the top. Right. And then sure. from there, it sort of cascades down to a series of other people that might not be as capable as her. Right and yes. uh, from there, mistakes might happen.
3: Sure, yes. I mean, they go to the hospital staff are like, "Okay, she's really mad. We said lavender bubble bath. We needed <laughs> six pieces of incense, and we needed nineteen crystals from Peru. These are from Ecuador. She's pissed."
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you got to have the the little blood stains on the crystals; otherwise, it doesn't work. <laughs> so she's screaming at the logistics team, right? And they were in South Carolina. Oh, you can see this all play out. And she was so upset that she pounded on a car door until her hands started to swell. Ultimately, she had to go to urgent care. Wow. Oh, no. Yes. All 12 staffers interviewed recalled instances where Williamson would scream at people until they started to cry oh that's no. her power but isn't that her power and don't we want her to do that to vladimir putin yeah mm. maybe this is the williamson that we need so i oh. was gonna push
4: back at first and say maybe like she was in a prayer circle they were like all playing bongos and they're like i want to run for president and so she hired all her like stoner hippie possible. friends and then mm. she would when, <laughs> when they had to work when she was like you guys we really got to get this done they were like no she's yelling at us But now what I'm thinking is what you said earlier, Ben. She's the yin. She's the yang. If she has such positivity, then she must also have such fury, such negativity, negativity. And fury that's her secret power. But but you're right. That can be that can be what we're missing that we were Mm. like, oh, she's too easy. She's too soft. Now she's going to go over there and just like kick Macron in the ass and just take over Europe or something. (laughs) All right. Well, there you the
3: Warhawk Williamson. Yeah. And and, I mean, Fernando's absolutely right. Who are these staffers? Are they actual, you know, campaign veterans, campaign professionals, or did she hire them at Burning Man? That's (laughs) going to make a big difference. But I do agree with what you were saying, Ben, about the double standard for men versus women on this issue. I mean, Amy Klobuchar, remember, she got in a lot of trouble for being mean to her staffers, and I think also throwing some type of object at some point. And I just think, you know... The double standard for women running for president. And then you look at all these male politicians. Again, the male politicians and the scandals we've covered with these guys is Mm -hmm. outrageous. But it's hard. I mean, I remember Gary Johnson losing his temper. Gary Johnson's a chill man. He climbs mountains, he rides bikes. But running for president when you have like no campaign and no campaign money is hard. (laughs) Even someone chill like
2: Gary Johnson can lose his poor mind. I understand that, and we'll give a little bit of—we'll uh, w- say she's trying to do the best she can. I will say when Russell Crowe threw a phone at someone who worked in the hotel uh, to a hot- at a hotel mm-hmm. staffer many years ago, he got demonized and criticized. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you start throwing phones, I think things get a little bit out of hand. According to Paul Hodes, he's a former U.S. congressman who served— as Williamson's 2020 New Hampshire state director. To be fair, I didn't realize her her, uh, circle was this big. Right. She had such a campaign. (laughs) She actually kind of had an infrastructure, talking (laughs) about a little logistics team for South Carolina, and then she had a campaign state director in New Hampshire. This is what Hodes had to say. Those reports of Miss Williamson's behavior are consistent with my observations, (laughs) consistent with the contemporaneous discussions I had about her conduct with staff members and entirely consistent with my own personal experience with her behavior on multiple Uh, occasions. So we got 12 staffers and a hodes and they're all saying, Marianne. Calm it down. My God. And that's why she's running again, folks. 2024, (laughs) here we come. I mean, if I'm her, I spin this. I'm a strong woman. Right. I'm not going to pass out like Hillary did (laughs) at the 9-11 memorial. (laughs) I'll punch the goddamn thing. I'll throw a shoe at it. Well, you're you're
3: not wrong. Very rude of Hillary Clinton to do her impression of the Twin Towers at the 9-11 memorial (laughs)
2: on 9-11. I think we all agree. Wow, you shoehorned the joke in And I'm proud of you <laughs> so good, Travis. All joke- from, uh, That joke's from 2016 <laughs> I remember it's when you good. said that that's on good. stage And you were like, Ben, I think I'm going to say that joke And I said, that's a good joke And then you said that joke and people
4: were like, now nah, that is a joke That's funny that's, Where's the baby?
3: <laughs> Where's the baby,
2: Lebowski?
4: All jokes aside, uh, her behavior sounds deplorable And I really hope yeah. that I really hope that this is just some sort you of exaggeration You think
2: exaggerate- she's going to co-opt the deplorables? I,
4: well, I hope it's just ex- uh, <laughs> an uh, exaggeration I hope she really, it's a, it's a missing, it doesn't sound like it is. Donald Trump is is
2: still running for president, and he threw a fucking ketchup plate against the wall. You're right, and you know,
4: Naomi Campbell, the top model of the world, she threw a phone, and she's still, She's still Naomi Campbell. She's still a legend. So, okay. You know, Chuck Schumer,
3: Chuck Schumer, Irvine exclusive. I was an intern for Chuck Schumer when I would forget the sweet and low for his grapefruit and cottage cheese in the morning. I would hear yelling from the office and his assistant would come out white faced and look at me and be like, you can't forget the sweet and low anymore. (laughs) And I'd be like, "Mm, all right, I'm an intern. I get paid zero dollars.
0: You can take that verbal drubbing, ma'am. That's why we call him schmuck Schumer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen posed that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: All right, well, let's move on to another schmucky politician, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. We've discussed quite a bit, uh, at nauseum, mm-hmm. some of the policies he's putting forth in Florida to be seen as more socially conservative than Donald Trump, so on and so forth. There was a recent report, going to keep it slightly light, although I think this might be the strongest indictment on DeSantis yet. Tapioca pudding. We love it. I mean, I can't get enough of this stuff. You love uh, it. I do love tapioca pudding. He was on a flight, Ron DeSantis was, and evidently there was no silverware. So Ron DeSantis decided to eat his tapioca pudding with his bare hands. (laughs) Um, This is, I guess, a thing. He might be, um, I don't know. Apparently he has a strong history of struggling with personal engagement. He's Mm. a little bit quirky, Mm. is what they say. Perhaps he's on uh, some kind of spectrum, Mm, perhaps. The The Daily Beast report on DeSantis comes amid speculation, obviously, about his 2024 ambitions. He's been seen a little bit as aloof. He has aversion to public interactions, complete opposite to Donald Trump in that sense. And he keeps a strong distance. From voters and reporters. Now, this is because he's just a little bit of a strange dude. Hmm. Uh, According to uh, witnesses, DeSantis, in DeSantis lore, there was a trip that he was on a private plane from Tallahassee to Washington, D.C. in March of 2019. Hmm. DeSantis enjoyed a chocolate pudding dessert Hmm. by eating it with his three fingers. According to two sources of the incident, he just dug right in there. He went shovel fingers. Now, if you're on Naked and Afraid or Alone and and Pooping, one of those shows, sure, you might eat some tapioca pudding with your bare hands. However, I don't think he had to. And a lot of people were like, Ron, it's slightly strange. So this is the part of running for president that is fun for us as the American people, <laughs> right. because all the dumb shit you've ever right. done starts to come out. Wow. So, to be fair, Donald Trump, I believe he was accused of using his fingers for other purposes while on a plane. So, at the very least, if you're Ron DeSantis, <laughs> he's stuck with his family values, and the only thing he's fingering is tapioca pudding.
3: Wow. There you go. Look, I think, I mean, you're telling me this and this, this backs up things that I've seen on Twitter that DeSantis is not good on stage. He's not good in front of a crowd. He went to New York, he's going to Iowa. And when people see him live, he's very underwhelming. And you start to think that if Trump, you know, again, doesn't get indicted, doesn't implode, there's multiple things that could happen to Trump at any day. But if he gets on stage with Ron DeSantis, he will probably own that guy the same right. way Trump owned every single governor and sitting senator back in 2016 in those debates.
2: Yeah, and we'll see about all the indictments. That's why I haven't discussed it. It's the walls are closing in. They're always uh, soon, closing in. They're always closing in. <laughs> now as they're soon covered as, in
3: ketchup, my God.
2: <laughs> as soon as, what is it, Lawrence O'Donnell... No, I think the walls are beginning oh, once right, again right. To close in and the ceiling is also Collapsing actually I just have some Home improvement problems <laughs> Um, So we'll discuss <laughs> that when I See it right I just right, feel right. like it's taking up so much oxygen on So uh, there's so many important things Obviously we're keeping a little bit lighter in a, in a second we'll talk about Something slightly more serious but Apparently Ron DeSantis Channels his inner Holden McNeely From <laughs> uh um, yeah. From the fantastic programs that he does here on the Last Podcast Network, they say, according to a former staffer, they say he would get into meetings right, and then he'd mm-hmm. just start eating in front of people. And yeah. they say he always ate like a starved animal that who has never so- eaten before, <laughs> oh. and then he gets shit everywhere. Oh my god! So he's leaning like, yeah, tell me, uh, tell me about the numbers of Disney World, and then meanwhile, mm-hmm. a bunch mm-hmm. of tapioca mm-hmm. puddings mm-hmm. all over his mm-hmm. face, mm-hmm. and he's got he's got a steak hanging off his chin. So the man is just a strange dude, and I think anyone who's listened to all seven hundred episodes of this show we know there's really no weirder people than
4: politicians. Uh, it might be my contrarian day today, Ben, but I this made him kind of endearing to me. Oh, i figuring tapioca pudding. Uh, yeah, just because I'm the same kind. Of, I mean, if I'm sitting in the back You're gonna seat, eat tapioca pudding. Well, if with I'm your, sitting in the back seat of your car, Ben, and I have a pudding cup and I don't have any utensils, I'm gonna either like look at that. Well, you won't be sitting like,
2: in the. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, right. So you're going to go with the lick okay? <laughs> well, That's not as go. bad The lick isn't as bad But if I look back and I see you fingering Pudding in the back of my car <laughs> We're pulling over at the, at the first a.m. Yeah. p.m. <laughs> well we're definitely going to get napkins we'll Get you a spoon and a some spoon, napkins Get a new tapioca pudding The one that, right, that you right. molested
4: But I mean he's on a plane And he is Ron DeSantis He can press a button and there's a woman Or a man that'll come up to you And just give you a fork Yeah, it's a private flight to Washington,
3: D.C. They have silver spoons on those things. Why not just use it? It's almost as if he prefers the fingers.
2: He does prefer (laughs) the fingers. And again, maybe it's because of a lack of a relationship with his wife. I don't know. (laughs) Politicians have strange proclivities when it comes to what they like to do with their hands. Well, speaking of hands, let's go to our northern neighbor in Quebec. Mm. A judge has declared last month that a man was acquitted after he was accused of threatening and harassing his neighbor by giving his neighbor the middle finger. And this Quebec judge said, it is a God-given right to give someone the middle finger. And if this was side stories, I'd make him hero of the week. (laughs) The man who was acquitted was poorly named Neil Epstein. Uh, He had been arrested outside his house in Beaconsfield a suburb of Southwest Montreal. He said that he was, uh, you know, uttering some death threats and flipping his neighbor off. The target was a dude named Michael Nakashi. His neighbor was on a, uh, his neighbor was on a small and narrow road without sidewalks. That's when the incident occurred. He was then arrested, but he was again found not guilty because of freedom of speech. So I think that's a good thing. If you can't flick your neighbor off in this world, Mm -hmm. Then what are we even doing? The hands Mm -hmm. can be used for many things, but expression, that's what the Italians taught us, Mm -hmm. is perhaps the most important thing a hand can be used for. Absolutely. It's good to know our neighbors in the north also respect
3: their freedom of speech. And I'm glad, you know, sign language is a real language. All right. And we got to respect all languages, whether, you know, in Quebec, especially they've got English, mm-hmm. they've got French, they've got and French. now they've got good old fashioned
2: sign American. language right <laughs> here, mate. American sign language. According to Judge Dennis Galistados, Mr. Epstein was not guilty. And then he said, quote, it was deplorable that the complaints have weaponized the criminal justice system in an attempt to mm. exert revenge on an innocent man for some perceived slights that are at best trivial peeves. Mm, nice wow. so usually Canada's on the wrong side of uh, First Amendment conversations. But in this case, mm. they are correct. Uh, in a apparent in an apparent reference to the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, flipping the proverbial bird is a god-given charter enshrined right <laughs> wow. that belongs to every red-blooded Canadian. It may not be civil. It may not be polite. It may not be gentlemanly. Nevertheless, it does not trigger criminal liability. So if you're in Canada, put your fingers up
4: because that's totally fine
2: and let your neighbor know what you think of him with so, your sign.
4: So over there they say, it's in the charter rather than, it's in our constitution. That's, yeah, th- they that's say their, charter. That's kind of lame, honestly. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, song. it's
2: God-given but then also it's, char- it's charter and it's shrine. It's in the charter. Is- wow. Mm.
3: Yeah, another wrongfully accused Epstein. My God. Finally, <laughs> justice in this world.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh To be fair, Mr. Epstein also made a uh, throat-slashing gesture. Okay. Well, and, well hold uh, on and on. A- See,
3: now that's a bit <laughs> much. <laughs> and, and he well, was holding you know, a
2: power yeah. tool, right? Apparently, too. Yeah, he was making a motion with his hand but you know so did the undertaker it's a cool oh, thing okay all right so yeah may not, i'm not saying this guy's the best neighbor right i'm just saying you know that uh the the neighbor that really is the bitch is mr nakachiji who called the place be like me give me your finger it's like well you got to solve this figure it out mr
3: epstein is a better neighbor than Rand paul's neighbor for sure
2: yes that is true of course Rand paul still recovering from the attack uh, of course, if you do live by Ron Paul or Rand Paul and you see him mowing the lawn and I get it, you know, I get the urge because <laughs> every other about once a year, Rand Paul does something that I despise so much Yeah. that if yeah. I did see him mowing the lawn, I would at least flick him the bird, which you can do mm. in Canada and obviously right here in america as well
4: so speaking of recovery did you see that mcconnell is going to have to go to a recovery center
2: i did but i was like (sighs) what does that even mean
4: well when you're that age ben and you get a concussion and you have to go to a recovery center it usually does not get better oh yeah because at at that age a concussion if you either You you either get up from it or you you never come back. I've seen it. a lot of people uh, being like, oh, Mitch, he's going to die. That'll
2: be funny. But to be honest with you, first of all, we don't wish death upon anyone no, except no. for Chuck Grassley. <laughs> By today's Republican standards, I feel like Mitch isn't like, who's going to fill the vacuum? Oh, is it going to be fucking oh Ted God.
3: Cruz? Oh. No, it's going to be Rick Scott. Remember Rick Scott? You challenged think it'll be Mitch, Rick Scott? Yeah. Mitch McConnell and Rick Scott, they uh, they. They ran against each other for Senate leadership. And Rick Scott has been saying it's time for old Mitchie to go. I yeah. almost wonder. I'm starting to suspect a Rick Scott plot.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Is it possible he's channeled his inner Vladimir Putin <laughs> and uh, poisoned that young 89-year-old man? That young <laughs> buck. 80. He's 81. Please. Show him 80, I'm sorry. <laughs> By political standards, he is a baby. Only 81. I'm just so happy he's in charge. all right well just lastly in more serious news world war three my god this definitely again brings us slightly closer there was a reaper drone i guess it's Scoville levels were pretty high that's a joke about heat and and uh peppers yeah uh there was a reaper drone and uh, it was obviously filming everything around it so we got the video It shows a Russian Su-27 flying real close and dumping fuel on a Reaper drone. And then, of course, the Reaper drone uh, disappears, I believe, into the Black Sea. U.S.-European commands have shared the incident. If you guys were covering these things, if you guys were looking at this stuff this week, when this happened yesterday, there was a lot of people that... Um, are in the international community saying this is huge. This is the beginning again potentially of more U.S. involvement regarding Russia. The Russian Su-27 fighter jet approached an unmanned MQ-9 Reaper drone from the rear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? while operating over international water. The jet then jumped, dumps fuel on the surveillance drone as it mm. buzzes past, which disrupts the video transmission hold on this is very sexy descriptions (laughs) here of
3: this military action they come in from the rear and then they dump fuel all over them yeah
2: yeah buddy and then the reaper goes to bed so Mm. a statement from the u.s (laughs) european command said the mq9's camera feed was lost for about 60 seconds after the impact when the camera turned back on there was visible damage to one of the props of the propellers which caused u.s forces to have to bring it down into the Black Sea. Uh, This has been called reckless, environmentally unsound, and unprofessional. Hmm. So I Hmm. do love that the U.S. military is concerned about the environment. Right, all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah, this is, I'm sorry, Russia, this is environmentally unsound. (laughs) That's how you get the left on board to go to war and cause a lot more environmentally unsound actions. Wow. They say it demonstrates a lack of competence in addition to being unsafe and unprofessional. Uh, This is according to U.S. Air Force General James B. Hecker. He says our MQ-9 aircraft was conducting routine operations in international airspace when it was intercepted and hit by a Russian aircraft, resulting in a crash and complete loss of the mk 9 Hecker goes on. U.S. and allied aircraft will continue to operate in international airspace, and we will call on the Russians to conduct themselves professionally and safely. Wow! So who knows? Uh, again, just another little salt, another little piece of pepper mm-hmm. here on the uh, much needed on the much needed recipe to go to war. And of course, again, i if you look at like, you know, Military Times and some of the more uh, hawkish publications, they're obviously very informative. And it seems as if we're just getting closer and closer and closer. And mm. as we've discussed, once you get the MSNBC heads on board right. because the mm. Russians are acting unenvironmental, uh, yeah. God knows the um, majority of Republicans Will come on board if they, uh, and of course, they probably already are. And uh, no matter what the politicians say going into 2024, this conflict isn't going away anytime soon. Right. Um, they've said that, uh, then of course, the Russians did respond, saying that the unacceptable actions of the United States military in the close proximity to our borders was a cause for concern. We are well aware of the missions such as reconnaissance and strike drones are used for. So they say, hey, the U.S., you were sniffing too close, so we had to come and bite you. And uh, perhaps a dogfight will ensue. So anyway, wow. we'll keep you updated, Of obviously, as uh, these developments continue to happen on an international stage. Yeah, I mean, from a historical
3: sense, let's keep in mind, for anyone out there who doesn't know, the 1962 Bay of Pigs incident and everything that was happening with the Cuban Missile Crisis, that's the reason uh, the USSR at that time sent missiles into Cuba. It It was because Khrushchev was so pissed that the U.S. had missiles on the black sea they had Mm. right across from russia aimed at russia on the black sea and khrushchev famously he would go vacation on the black sea it's a very beautiful sea for anyone who hasn't seen the sea yeah and khrushchev would look across the black sea and he would just the main thing he hated was that the u.s had missiles right there on his border on his coast of his favorite body of water and that is what led him to make a deal with castro fidel castro in cuba After he had taken over and send the missiles into Cuba. And that's what literally led us to the Cuban missile crisis. And the only thing the entire, the only way the entire thing was dissolved was, and again, kind of a backroom agreement where Khrushchev was like, get your missiles away from the Black Sea. And the Kennedy administration said, you got it, but only if you take the missiles out of Cuba. And that is how we averted World War Three. Then what will happen now?
2: interesting well again we'll keep you updated all right everyone thank you so much for listening thanks for supporting this show if anyone's been here for all 700 episodes congratulations Mm -hmm. uh that's been a learning experience for all of us
3: yeah we're gonna send everyone a free piece of pat robertson's finger whoa that's that right. ain't bad that's right you can roll it up and smoke it just no. Willie nelson
2: i will not abide another finger
4: you put it in the table like you're supposed to do with a catholic church or whatever I, right
2: i love oh, it fascinating <laughs> all right everyone thank you for listening hail yourselves we'll talk to you soon
4: this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico...